Timmy, today on the podcast, we got the champ, the WBA, WBC women's featherweight champ, Jelena Marjanovic. That's when we pump in the audio right yeah. here. We talked to her about her boxing career, what it's like being a pioneer in the, the sport of boxing. Well, in the sport of female boxing, um, when she fought. And, and actually, I just watched her documentary, Jelena, the film. We talk about it a decent amount on here. Just watched the documentary that came out three years ago. And she was really a, a pioneer in female boxing. We also talked about the, uh, she owns a gym now and everything that's happening with the coronavirus and everything, how she's trying to adapt to that. It's just interesting to hear from a gym owner's perspective too. Yeah, and she's later in her career now. So she's 37, turns 38 in June. Uh, she's started that gym two years ago, but she's also thinking like, what's next steps? We talk about marketing of boxing, boxing versus UFC, whether there's a chance she'd ever want to fight in, in, the, in the MMA world and a whole lot more, Timmy. And now on to the podcast. They did a great job with that documentary, hey? They, they did, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. Definitely cool shots. How long was that filmed for? Uh, actually not as long as you think. So I usually do about 10 to 12 week training camps and I think they jumped in about week seven um, and they were there only a few days a week. And I told them the only way we could do it is if you were a fly on the wall. Uh, we're not stopping redoing anything until we do the interviews. So, yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, How, what was the What was the crew like? Was it multiple people or just like a person, uh, two people? Like two, two people, and then that's the good. lady who uh, edited it was the one who I agreed to do it with, and she was super awesome and obviously meticulous with every frame she picked. So, yeah, yeah it was good. That's cool. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I think like if you've never done like combat sports, you or I filmed it, you need to realize you have to be a fly on the wall because it's such a different thing than other sports too, like if, in training camp that is. Well, and have you seen any of the uh, any of the clips from the documentary there? My coach is, he's something special and I love yeah. him, yes, but he yeah. is very like particular. So yeah. um, there was no interrupting anything when we were <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. We, we, uh, we shot some stuff with a, a coach down in uh, South Florida, MMA stuff. And he was great. Henry Hooft. I don't know if you know his yeah. name. No. Uh, he's at what's it, Hard Knocks 365 is the Hard name of the knocks, gym. Yeah. And okay. uh, he was uh, like a world-class kickboxer. And now he's a coach. And great coach. Works with a lot of big-time people. Kamar Usman is a UFC champ. I think he's his only champ currently. But uh, so we go down and his, his wife – I think it was his wife was like, ah, you caught him on a good day. He's good. You know, he'll be cool today. But if you catch him on a bad day, don't mic him up. Don't fuck yeah. with him. Don't, you know, it's none of that stuff. It's like, we're working and you guys just be on the outside somewhere. Oh, like my trainer, um, and he likes to perform for people. So when there's people in the audience, I'm like, please stop. Like, <laughs> stop. like this isn't fair. Yeah. So I totally get it. Totally get it. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, for the first time uh, with Megan Anderson, like we were talking about, I was in the locker room for her fight. First time I've ever been in the locker room for a fight. You know, we've it's insane, right? Yeah, we've been there. You know, we've done. We were football players, college football. Uh, we've been in NFL, NBA locker rooms, that kind of stuff in different settings, but it's totally different. We're in a. You know, I'm in my my son's room. The where they trained was like a little bit bigger than this, and there's like eight of us in there. Hot. Because yeah, it's hot. It's it was so it was her and then another teammate fought on the card. 
So it's those two, uh, both their managers and uh, their coach and their training partner. So there's that. And then the commissions, commissions coming in and out, they were in Virginia. So they had different people coming in and out from them. And then UFC's coming in and there's a camera guy and then there's a guy taking photos and it's in, it was, it was crazy, but it was like, and she was kind of that same way where you said, just be a fly on the wall. She was like, I, she, I could tell she was real hesitant about it. She's like, I don't know about that. And, and we, not even till like Thursday of the fight, or was I going to be in the locker room? The initial plan was just like, get on the bus. When she gets on the bus, we're done filming and then figure out something for the ending of the video. That's great that the UFC let you guys like jump in on all of that. But it's also yeah. like as a fighter, if you're, especially if you haven't had a lot of experience, um, getting someone new into your camp, like, cause it's all, that's routine, right? So that yeah. like, if you are superstitious, which I'm not, but my trainer is like, but if you are like, that's a change. So that's a shift. So like, yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of cool to be able to witness that. And that's like you said, like people want to see that content. That's the, that's the real life thing that Heck everybody yeah. wants to know what happens then. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool to be able to capture that. Dude, it was good too. I think this probably helped is we were, or I went there uh, six weeks before and filmed for, for a weekend there. So like, you know, I got to know her pretty well. Uh, we're, I'm with her all day for two days. And so it's, it's not like a stranger showing up to film. It was, you know, like there's a relationship already. And then. Yeah. Uh, it makes it easier. Totally. Yeah. That was and cool. Then, Fun. I'm not a, not a dumb shit. So I understand like, <laughs> you know, your spot, like social norms. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I said a word to her the entire time we were in the locker room, like not one word. And which is, which is fine too. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's an experience though. And then she had an epic finish. It was a good fight. So yeah. I mean, everything turned out well. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Kind of like you're a, well, you didn't have an epic finish, but with the documentary, you, you still won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I watched that doc. Uh, I, I sent it to Tim. I, he'd started it with his daughter. He said the other day, but he's, yeah. he didn't watch the whole doc. She's like, but, yeah, she's like, She's going to be on your, she's four. So she doesn't grasp the concept of podcast, but so she like was talking for the first 10 minutes and asking questions. She's going to be on your podcast. Are you going to be on her podcast? Dad, wait, <laughs> so it's just, just this one person. Then she's asking about your coach. She's like, is he going to be on the podcast? Oh, like, God, just, just chill. That's cute. That's cute. How did you get into boxing period? I know you, you had started in, in the documentary. I don't even, if I didn't watch this documentary, I wouldn't name a word of it. it wouldn't even mention it at all. But now it's like, as if it's all about the documentary that came out, but right. three years ago now? It actually three years ago. So I think it was, um, we did our public screening three years ago um, okay. in a theater here, which was pretty cool. But um, so here being Edmonton. In Edmonton, right? sorry, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We're up in the yeah. cold, still snow everywhere right now. Is it really? Uh, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's starting to melt, but we're not quite there yet. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so I got into boxing. I, my background is, um, I played basketball. I tried out, I shouldn't say I played basketball at university. <laughs> I went through all of training camp, all of tryouts. I was a walk on, I was, you know, kind of like a little like dark horse kind of thing. Worked my butt off, um, made the team, blew my ACL first practice, um, at university of Alberta here. Um, and went through all of rehab, all of, um, all of the surgery repair mentally physically everything and i was ahead of i mean this is 
Oh my goodness. This is 19 years ago. So almost 20 years ago. So this is a long time ago. So it was like a timeline back then. You were like out for three, four months. Like <clears throat> it wasn't like individual athlete per whatever. And so I was, uh, I healed way early. And so I was playing pickup ball and I got pulled aside by the coach and she's like, Hey, you can't, you can't play ball in the university yet. Like <laughs> you still have to like adhere to the rules. And I was like, okay. So I was bored. I wanted something to do. And I was watching boxing on TV with my dad and my dad, we were joking about how much money the men made a couple million bucks per fight. It was like a super fight back then, 20 years ago. And I was like, you know, dad, we're in the wrong line of business. We are um, hospitality industry and construction. And I was like a million bucks one night, like I should do it. <laughs> and he goes, honey, it's not that easy. He goes, I bet you, you can do it. And so I kind of took it as a personal challenge went into a boxing gym and totally, I, I always say, um, some people are fortunate enough to find out what they're meant to do in life. And I just happened to, uh, punch people in the face for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so, yeah, so I've been very lucky. Uh, it, it kind of found me. And I know Did you bet your dad a million dollars. No, so, I should have. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I know you said your, your coach, it talks about it on there too, is where like, he's like, I don't train girls. Like I'm not no. doing that. You were the, are you the only girl he's ever worked with still? He's trained a couple of amateurs. Like he's helped out uh, a couple of female amateurs, but I am uh, the only female that he's ever really fully trained. And like I started in another gym. It was totally, this is 20 years ago when, you know, female fighting at any level was kind of not accepted. Yeah. Um, I think maybe kickboxing, they were promoting a couple women, but not really um you know in mma it wasn't like ufc they it was all underground right um and so i started another gym milan my trainer is like a family friend and uh now my second dad pretty much um after you spend that many not much time with someone and mm -hmm. he kind of started training me um as a favor to my dad <laughs> and so he's like who's training you right now and i said well i left the gym i was at they the guy was just a male chauvinistic pig and i left and i was just working out because i loved what i was doing he's like no that's unacceptable and he's got this heavy eastern european accent so he's like meet you at the gym tomorrow at three don't be late and i was like okay <laughs> And so I went down and the rest is history. Like we kind of, uh, I think we, we needed each other at that time and to help each other. Cause he was, I think getting bored with the sport and you know, there was not a lot of opportunity up here where we're at. So, you know, we kind of found each other at the right time. It's wild. Yeah, yeah that is wild. So how, how 20, long into 20 years later? Yeah. How <laughs> long into training with him? Did you see like a shift in his own mentality? Um, I think it was always a test. Like, I think every time, and again, if you watch this documentary, you'll get what he's like. So everything is like pushing the needle a little bit more. So the first, the first thing we had a couple amateur fights and I mean the politics in any sport, but amateur boxing was always terrible. Um, and he didn't really, he doesn't really play by the rules. He makes his own rules. So, um, we had a couple amateur fights. Um, actually, fun fact is I got stopped my last amateur fight on points because they didn't um, acknowledge body shots. Um, oh. And so, uh, and the girl pulls me aside after she stops me. She's like, I've never been hit so hard in my life. And I was like, well, it didn't matter, did it? <laughs> like, I was <laughs> like, all like, butt hurt about it. <laughs> um, 
And then we decided to turn pro. So I think that was like our first test. Like he was just kind of fishing to see if I was made to do this. And I had so much fun and I ended up stopping the girl. I don't, I don't remember which round, but I, I was like, that was the best feeling of my life. Um, and then every time it was like a test more, like I remember we went to, um, Winnipeg, which is, um, in Manitoba. So a couple provinces over for a fight and, um, my family is in hospitality, so I'm used to like clean hotels. They don't have to be five star, but they have to be clean. Um, and we went, to, we went to Winnipeg for a fight and they set up the fighters. Like, I mean, typical like boxing, like you think of like the smelly, stinky, skeezy hotel. It was <sighs> like, actually the hotel got condemned, not right after, but like a few years later, like, you walked in, it smelled like pee, like oh. the floors were stained in all type of way. Like, I, and he, and I was like, well, like I'll pay for my own hotel. Like I work a job. So I'm like, I'll, can we, I'll buy us a hotel room. Can we go stay somewhere else? He's like, no, you want to be yeah. a fighter? You stay with the fighters. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I swear I like slept. I didn't shower for like, I showered at my mom. My mom came, my family came to support. So I didn't shower for the first two days. I showered at my mom's hotel room. I was like, I'm not taking my clothes off in this place. <laughs> Thankfully I brought my own pillow and a little blanket. And I like slept fully clothed, like in my jacket. Like, And so it was like always a test. So every time I passed one test, it was another one. And then um, I think finally when I, had my first like really big knockout and then my second really big knockout he's like okay he's like we're gonna do this and actually he believed in me far before I ever believed in myself so yeah he saw the talent well I think he may I mean I think I have the hard work I think he helped create who I am and and I'm one of those um I'm one of those fighters and there's not a lot of us that has stayed with one coach for their entire career so um you know, I think it's a combined effort and, uh, you know, I can truly say that he's definitely, I'm a product of him. So. Yeah. You ever think about doing MMA? I've had, so I have a bunch of friends that obviously are in the sport. It's a, it, the fight community is a tight community. Yeah. Um, I actually, my friend is, um, the matchmaker for the UFC and I have a good friend that manages a ton of fighters and, since I met them, I don't even know when I met them, like six years ago, they've been pushing me to try and get into the UFC. Um, but I still feel like there's things that I want to do in boxing. Um, so if I still, even though I've had eight world titles, three weight classes, I still feel like there's more to accomplish. Um, so it's hard to kind of step away when the engine is just starting to get going in boxing. And I wish, yeah. um, you know, I wish we had something like the UFC in boxing. Uh, the UFC has done some amazing things. What they've done is they're an amazing marketing machine and they're a business, right? So if you're, I love UFC, I love what they've done for the sport, but if you are a UFC champion, you you really aren't a world champion. You're, you're a fighter's organization world champ, like their title. Um, in boxing, it's different. Um, we have three, that's like the ABC titles, three main organizations, but there are other belts you can win. And this is one thing that I think boxing doesn't do well is that you can be a champion in one organization, but not fight the other champion in another organization. Um, which I think that's what the UFC does well is if you're part of their organization, there is one ranking system. Um, with boxing, 
there's different titles. So if you are a unified champion, you obviously are at the top of each one of those organizations. So I'm right now, I'm the WBC, WBA featherweight world champion. Mm -hmm. um, there is one other major belt that I don't have that I've been trying to get. Um, but so I said, when I'm done, when I retire, I'm going to train for one MMA fight maybe and try just for fun because my friends keep yeah. bugging me. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, what, I'm getting well, old. I'm getting so old. So yeah, I mean, you're as, you're as old as you feel, I guess, but, True. Uh, um, but I, the reason I asked that is just cause like the, the, the UFC or the MMA in general, but specifically the UFC is the only place where males and females are equal. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You're paid. And, and that's, it's an eyeballs thing. Like you look at Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think I, I looked it up recently. Her last fight, she's, it's disclosed that she made like two or three million bucks. You know, the only people that make that kind of money now are like Conor McGregor, uh, could be even off like the top of the top like that's an equal type thing there and the equal type pay which is amazing and i actually applaud them always i always yeah. say that um the reason why men women's boxing is gaining exposure is because of the ufc and what they did for women and yeah. i really do think that that is a big big factor in what we've done and what the ufc has done for us yeah. um and i think it's incredible uh, however, when you talk about paydays for MMA or UFC to boxing, they aren't even close. Highest yeah, paid yeah. athlete in general was uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, right? So, yeah. I mean, yes, for women, 100%. UFC is where it's at. Yeah. 100%. yeah. It, it is weird though with the money because it's like you got your Floyds, you got your Mannies, you got your tops of the top that make stupid money. And then you got a lot of people as you come up you're not making shit. And then the people on the, the card ain't making shit. Male or female though, if you aren't yeah, popular yeah, yeah. as a man too, then yeah. you aren't getting, you aren't, and that's, that's supply and demand, right? If, if someone demands to see me, then they have to pay me to do that, right? Like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of women that never ever get to headline a show. Well, I've headline shows in Edmonton, Alberta forever. I've headline shows in Europe. I've, you know, my problem is, is I can't seem to somehow get my foot in the door in an American crowd. And that's, that's what sucks for me is that I'm, I'm a Canadian. If I was born anywhere else in the world, I'd be far, far more well off than I am with boxing. So, yeah. um, but you know, you, you make sacrifices for, for, I guess, lifestyle choices, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even, so we were at, what was this two years ago? We were at when Heather Hardy's debut, uh, who's, a, who's a boxer. For yeah, this, yeah, MSG, yeah. At MSG with Bellator. I've, I've heard Clarissa Shields talk about wanting to, to fight in, yeah. in MMA, that kind of thing. So I don't know if you had the crossover. Well, I've, I've been asked, and I was probably asked way before them because of my relationship oh, sure, with, sure. Uh, with my friendships. Um, and I've had the opportunity, and I keep bugging them. I was like, okay, well, I want to fight at 125, so you need to make a category for me. Like I'm just, I play with them, I joke. Yeah. And then I'm like, and I don't want to have any, any other fights. I want to jump right into the UFC. Like so, I ask for these crazy demands, yeah. and they laugh at me. And but then they're like, no, but really, do you want to? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. One, specifically, the 125 UFC division is wide the hell open. Yeah. Yeah. Champ, and then, then yeah. people they're just they're looking for contenders. And the champs so injured too. And then I'll just leave. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, vacate. Win and vacate. Yeah. 
you you when you hold the most leverage possible and the way they they got the champion who's injured and really nobody else in there you can go in there steal it and peace out yeah see ya. until Speaking i get of- until i get kicked in the head Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole, so yeah. that's a, you're used yeah. to used to punches coming from here and then you got or this someone, leg coming or someone breaks my arm i'm like i'm that dumb yeah. that i wouldn't tap so yeah like, oh, jesus yeah <laughs> that's one uh, thing when we watch mma is we we can watch people get punched in the face or kicked in the head as long as but like you twist their arm a little bit and pat and i are like oh i know i'm like can't do it hmm, i got bad shoulders yeah. i got bad to all you work from homers Right now, we're offering 15% off our coffee. We always are, Timmy, though. Rcitycoffee.com. Use the code BS. Get 15% off any and all products. That's rcitycoffee.com. Use the code BS for 15% off. All you got to do is click the button, add the code. Coffee shows up at your doorstep, Timmy. And not just some, some BS, half-ass coffee. This is the best of the best. Direct trade coffee, direct to consumer, back to the podcast. I wanted to look up some shit on your gym, which we'll talk about, obviously. But I saw that you had the fight ban in Edmonton. And the mess, explain that just like briefly. Well, briefly, we had an unfortunate uh, incident where a fighter did pass away. um, And this is what, two, two years ago now? Uh, this would be because the fight was in 28. I mean, 18, maybe 19, 18. My fight was 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this would have been about the, the accident in, uh, would have been about, I think either 2018, 2017. Uh, I'm not sure, but they, they put the ban in and it was actually, everything was wrong about it. They put the ban, the fight happened in June and then they enforced this ban in January. So six months later, um, the the fighter that passed away was an amazing guy had fought in the ufc had fought boxing um had fought bare knuckle boxing in russia like he's he's been around forever um and it was just it was just very sad it was very hard on our fight community here um but the city of edmonton governs our um they are our commission right so they put the ban in in january after the UFC came, after the WWE came. So it was kind of like, it's, it felt like it was a business ploy that then they put it in. And mm-hmm. so I was slated to fight my 50th fight at some point right away. And how it works with boxing, if I have a world title, I have to defend uh, once a year, minimum. Um, obviously with COVID, it's a different scenario now, but um, minimum once a year, I can do as many voluntary defenses as I want. Um, but minimum once a year. So I can't win this title and sit on it for like two, three years and then say, Hey, I want to fight again. So they want to be active. So I was coming up to, I had already had my title. Um, and we were looking to fight in February ish. Cause I think that's when I was due to fight. And then the city put a ban. So not only that, but they regulate my license as well. So I can't fight anywhere else unless the city issues me a license. Now, of course, I could probably, I could have probably went over their heads and said, hey, to the WBC, WBA, hey, my city won't issue me a license. Can you guys figure out how I get a license? Like, I'm sure I could have figured that out, but I let it slide for a bit to see if the city would work it out. And then I got very vocal about it. And Mm -hmm. I basically put our city on blast and I, I 
I was like, this is an embarrassment. I am a world level athlete, world class level athlete. And you guys have not even asked me my opinion of what happened or how we can make it safer. And I've had 49 fights at the time. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I put the city on blast. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I got my feet wet in politics then. At uh, <laughs> which, which was great. I saw some of that stuff. But on top of that, you're opening a gym then. Oh, there was the stress level was uh, was very high. Um, so I opened. Um, I am in the transition of real life after being an athlete, and so I was in the process of opening my gym, Champs Boxing Studio. So not only was I opening my gym, I was training for my fiftieth fight, defending my two world titles um, against a girl that I had drew with before and fighting the city on this band. So there was a lot of stress in my life yeah. at that time. And um, and my dog died too. So to, to talk oh, about no, my dog yeah. of like 12 years died and everything that seemed like it could go wrong at the time. I mean, fast forward now and we're dealing with this. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. at that point in time, it was probably one of the biggest struggles I had been going through um, at the moment, yeah. Did you, so when so this the band comes in January you're yeah. supposed to fight in February now you don't fight till you you fought in the spring though, right April, April okay. 28th yeah when were you planning to open the gym uh, my gym actually opened um, January 9th so okay. Okay. Um, and we hit the ground running like we just we're the first of our business like this is my first fitness um, group fitness kind of studio so I'm learning yeah. on the fly we're setting up my gym. It's beautiful, but it's, it's very big. So, um, you know, there was a big space to manage. Um, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, but usually like a business that is just me and a handful of employees. Um, and this was a business where I had 25 staff and trying to manage yeah. all these different people and different, it was, uh, it was just, I, I, um, I remember the time, like I was training too. Um, and I was opening this gym. So I was at the gym at like 6am or 530. I was running and then I would have a nap on the floor in my office and <laughs> in the afternoon. And then I would finish close out for the business and then go home and do it all over again. So, um, it, do you, would you have like, um, you know, as a, you know, fitness, boxing, fitness type of studio, but were you having other people like yourself in there training for like fight camps too? We only had um, people in my camp. So I trained with uh, two other guys and then whoever I was sparring or working with. And it was kind of like a, it wasn't, and this was also my first experience of having the public be around for the full training oh. camp, which yeah, is like, right? oh, yeah. it's so different. Especially like how I said, my coach likes to perform sometimes. So people would be lingering around yeah. the ring <laughs> and watching and he, and I would do something wrong. It was like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Like, I yeah. can't believe you did that. I'm like, I, <laughs> I did pick my hand up. I dropped it one time and I got hit one time. What's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was an experience. And, like, you know, the fight was amazing. The gym, the opening was amazing. Everything really turned out well. And so I don't know if I would ever change it. Like, it was hmm. a lot of stress. I remember my dog, I think, passed away early February ish or maybe mid-February. Um, so kind of like where everything is ramped up, like everything for training is like up, up. And I remember 
getting the shit kicked out of me for like a week straight because I was so sad and like I live by myself so my dog is my like my person you know like my my partner in crime so um it was it was hard and I got like literally I have if I could find the picture I'd pull it up but I had like every day I would come home with a different type of bruise like we would beat the shit out of each other me and the guy there was a guy that was fighting who was my sparring partner and he also works at the gym um and we beat the shit out of each other for like the whole training camp (laughs) and my coach finally pulls he's like listen I know you loved your dog and I know it was a good 13 years but you got to get your head out of your ass or we can't fight and I was like no you're right no you're right (laughs) I cry a little bit more and then I fight like so it was yeah it was um definitely a lot of memories from that training camp yeah that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot a lot of stuff a lot of like life changing yeah. stuff happened in that short window mm. and that's how it is though these things if they don't kill you they will make you stronger yeah when when well i guess we don't know but i was gonna say when do you think you're gonna fight again yeah but, but i guess it totally depends on this craziness yeah well i was actually uh, messaging with the I've, I've talked to the wbc and wba kind of about all this and i um you know how we've kind of talked but i have a little mm-hmm. bit of a different um situation um and so i've been in touch with them and then now with this covid um we're trying to figure out when fights are starting again so they're saying they're postponing everything till about july i think right now at the moment um but again we don't know when people can go back to full training like you know with boxing I don't, I don't, MMA, I know those guys have really tight knit teams, but we bring in different sparring partners and different training partners and we don't kind of live together. Like I've seen MMA, it's kind of different. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes they have that privilege to have all the people in the team stay together. Yeah. Um, So it's really hard to say. I hope. Are you? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, have have you heard any rumblings? Like, would boxing do no fans? No, and and um, I shouldn't say no. I don't know. I think that I think if if it gets to the point where okay, now we can resume life, but to groups of fifty people, then I think maybe they would. I think the 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 boxing promoters that can get the TV that can get that because there's boxing fights probably every night of the week mm-hmm. around the world, right? And I'm yeah. sure with MMA too, but with boxing, like it is one of those age old sports that, you know, you can, there, there's millions of us boxing. I shouldn't say millions, but there's a lot of us. Um, so well, some people think that they're, but they're, they're bar, they're more like bar fights though. Well, but, but they're sanctioned, which is odd. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I would agree with that. But um, so I think the promoters that can have the TV that can still spend the money, I think they might go back to doing the no fans or the 50 people and the whatever. Um, I was talking to my promoter yesterday, Mel, and she said she was talking to a promoter out in, in Quebec. And so she said, well, if we can't do the show here, then we'll put you on that fight over there and see what we can make happen. So um, hopefully that'll be, you know, in, in the summer sometime. Yeah. It's wild. And you so, never know, hold, right? on. so hold on, back it up. You said, Quebec? Is that how you say it? Quebec. Quebec, however you want to say it. Quebec? Well, I I think we say it a little bit more. Quebec? Quebec. It's funny. I'm uh, 
so I'm all the bad blood. I'm like, I'm Serbian, French, Irish. Um, okay. And so I should know better because my mom is French, Irish. Um, so I'm like an atomic bomb waiting to happen, hence the fighting. Right, right. Um, but uh, so I should know more French, but I don't. I've, I actually speak more Spanish because of the fight game. So huh. uh, yeah, sense. that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so how we even met, we didn't talk about this yet, but how we even met, you were here in LA for a box and burn yeah. certification course weekend thing. I, I was trying to be a coach. No, okay. I always feel like um, um, you can always educate yourself. You can always see different angles, different ways to do things. So I yeah. was kind of wanting to just see from a business aspect and also like, I'm not a coach yet. I feel like I could be, but I would like yeah. to see how to teach people different ways. Hmm. So Interesting. Uh, I was, That's yeah, smart. I was there, the box and burn thing there. What they do is amazing. Um, those guys are great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So They're, I went more. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, yeah. So we, we were doing the video and then like, it's a two day people fly in from all over. You're coming from Canada up there. There's people coming from uh, Europe, the UK, a, couple yeah. Yeah, a couple of different Euro, yeah. European places. But it's, you know, it's like a certification course, like a training certification course. And you're like, uh, you know, I didn't know who you were. No offense. I was I trying to be were. a fly on the wall because I, I wanted to take it all in. Yeah. But it was like, oh, okay. I don't know who this person is, but obviously like she knows how to throw a punch. She looks different. Yeah. And then there was yeah. a, uh, I think Emily was her name, who does yeah. some kickboxing. And yeah. you, you guys just look different than the other 58 people that were there. And then yeah. I remember you saying... Uh, later, I, I think I was doing a testimonial and you were like, you were, you said, you know, I'm WBC champ right yeah, now. Yeah, you're like, did you learn anything? And I was like, well, yeah. yes, <laughs> but more about like how to promote yourself and how yeah. to do that kind of stuff. And you're like, well, yeah. what about the boxing? I was like, well, I've had 50 fights, so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't really learn anything on how to yeah. hold the mitts or help some yeah. of the mitts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, that, so, but it's interesting that you came to that someone who's had 50 fights, you had the gym already. Well, I always feel like there's things you can do. Uh, like I'm always a student of the game. Like I, like I said, I've had 52 fights now and I'm still learning. So yeah. um, I feel like you can always learn how to do things better. Like I am, I will never be perfect at anything. And yeah. so for how I, how I improve is to see, try and do like, that's me. Like I just, I like to, jump right in and try and figure it out you can talk to me until you're blue in the face and half the time i'm like oh really <laughs> so yeah. I, I like to learn and do things so um i love la so yeah. any excuse for me to get down there and yeah, hang yeah. out um i have a ton yeah. of friends there so usually i can just go stay with one of them and uh and i love boxing so i was like well i want to learn maybe there's different ways to do it so that's why i jumped down there to do that thing and those guys are great like tony yeah. Tony and Glenn are, are amazing. So um, it was great yeah. to be a part of that. And they have, did you know so Tony from his uh, boxing career or, or from no, boxing? Uh, just from, from the gym. Like actually I hadn't even okay. gone to the gym. Like every time I kind of missed their classes, um, but I, they don't teach classes. They don't teach classes. <laughs> not, not anymore. Yeah. Rarely, not rarely. Anymore. So, yeah. so, that, so for those of you who don't know, which is everybody who's listening, um, Tony and Glenn, it's a gym called Boxing Burn. They actually have two in Santa Monica and then Brentwood, California. They're uber yeah. successful. Now they have a certification course. But like Tony's a former Olympic, is he bronze, bronze. medalist? Bronze. Okay. And then uh, I think he had 
10 pro fights maybe yeah ten, he, he was yeah 10 and oh and i remember we did because we we've done a bunch of stuff with them video content wise yeah and i remember him talking about he goes his hands were so uh messed up he goes i could i couldn't button me trousers yeah yeah from the uk <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's always uh, stuck with me yeah so that's i i kind of just wanted to go and learn a different way to do things and yeah. um I picked up some things and some things sure. that I, I mean, everybody's going to have a difference of technique and opinions and, you know, I figured out what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So, yeah. um, you know, it was good. It was a good experience. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, think that, boxing, but it's ahead. business stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is, is from the business perspective, obviously you have your gym, your studio. Do you think that you'd create your own certification course? Well, and this is what's funny because people were asking me, like, what do you mean you were certified? Because <laughs> I use this because I have like 50 fights. I mean, I'm hard knock certified like right yeah, here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that was the thing. I think I would just do more of like boxing boot, like not boot camps, but like a technical. And I, I'd rather teach people rather than teach people how to coach. Um, I'd rather do like, hey, you want to learn how to box type thing? Because I feel like, the instruction was good, but it could have been like more technical versus the business end, which is, I, I took a lot from the business end, but I think a lot of people went there saying, oh yeah, I'm certified. And then I've seen a lot of really garbage boxing out there that people have done this. So if I were to put my brand and my name behind it, I would rather teach people more technique, just personally. Yeah. So, but what they have, their business model is great and they teach people how to hold pads um and they try and compact it into two days which is great and and you know you take away something from that course for sure yeah yeah it is it is like you said it's they talk more about uh you know you're not gonna person x that comes in your gym isn't gonna be a world-class boxer they just want to get a sweat in and and burn 100 percent yeah that's their whole whole deal with that which which is great um and and i think you know, we're seeing more and more, and especially during this situation that we're in now, we're seeing everybody wants to add a boxing component to their workout because it yeah. is such an amazing workout. Um, yeah. And and I've been watching with my Instagram like this because it's so <laughs> boxing has been just atrocious, and these people yeah. are trying to sell it that they know how to box, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, but but you do see how popular it is and how the business can grow from that. So, um, there's, there's nothing cringier to me than a, a an athlete or celebrity or entertainer, or whatever, maybe who doesn't box and tries to box and looks bad. It's like, Oh, you're uh, meek male. What are you doing? Like, like or you're like world-class NBA guy and you're like, Oh yeah. It's, don't put that out. No, I mean, I, if I were be like uh, me trying to teach jujitsu or something, I'd like, you know, I would like, <laughs> yeah. I right? Know what I would do with my arms. It's like, like a wild. To do with my hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you, you're going through the same shit we're all going through right now, and you got a gym, so you got you're paying a monthly bill, presumably, or your bought. I don't know what you did if you're running. Well, yeah, utilities, you rent, like yeah. yeah what I, and i know i've seen or we've talked a little bit you've been doing the instagram live stuff and yeah, I wanted now to you're doing back. zoom stuff yeah i wanted yeah. to give back to the community but i think um for me uh fitness and boxing has kind of saved me mentally and emotionally throughout my life it's 
kind of guided me through the different parts of, of, you know, growing up and, you know, relationships, be it family or with others, significant others, um, and friendships. And, and so boxing has always taken me through that. And so I wanted to be able to support the community and get them sweating in some type of way. So I started doing the Instagram lives. We do them three days a week. Um, and then um, just trying to figure out a proprietaryship, kind of something to do and make money off of that as well. And then now that I have this platform to be out in the community to maybe start doing these online classes. Um, I've seen a lot of, like I say, I have a, I have a rival studio that is in Calgary. And, <laughs> and, and I actually, I went down just to like go try their gym when I was first opening and to basically mark my territory as well. I'm not going to lie. Calgary's <laughs> <laughs> three hours drive away. And, okay. and I was, I was kind of going down to like pee all over the place. Right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I went and did this class and, and the founder or whatever she wants to call herself, uh, started shit talking <laughs> in the middle of class. And I was like, no, you didn't. Wow. So I went up and, um, she's like, yeah, we're coming up to Edmonton. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's great. And she's like, looks at me. And I was like, no, I love competition. I said, I didn't become a time world champion for no reason. I'm like, so you're just going to make me better. So I really hope that your pockets are deep and you don't invest too much money into Edmonton. And she's like, oh, 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 oh. she started backtracking. So um, I, I've seen her, uh, I've seen actually the movement of all these studios um, go on these Zoom classes. And, and I started doing them just to kind of trial. I started doing them with a couple of my coaches and a couple of my friends just to try it out. I don't want to do it if I'm going to be shitty at it. Like I like to do everything well. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that I actually really enjoyed it. So, you know, obviously you're in my living room with me for people to invite me into their place and for me to be able to teach them off of video has been incredible. And I, and because I have so much experience at this, I could just see like if someone's shoulders are up, okay, be like, okay, relax. Okay. You're yeah. falling too far forward, too far back. Like, so I actually find that I'm enjoying this almost as much as doing it live. Um, so I enjoy always trying to improve people and improve something. So this has been, um, it's been fun. And I think it's something that I'm going to continue to do after, even when we open. Yeah. I wish I had more hours in my day to do it, but yeah. 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 You, but it's also, it's, it's scalable too. You know, mm -hmm. you can go train someone in the Philippines the same time you're training someone in your backyard, you know? Yeah. So it's been fun. And, and I've had people tune in on our Instagram from all around the world. And obviously I have. Um, a fan base personally from my fight game um, from all over the place and I've been sending them to the studio Instagram and, and vice versa um, so it's been cool and actually what else I'm doing is I'm hosting W starting Monday I'm hosting mm -hmm. uh, workouts on the WBC website uh, for 30 minutes five days a week so that'll be cool too that's great yeah, yeah that's great who knows that I could cool. be the next uh, what's her name um Jillian Harris, is that her? Is she the fitness? Jillian Michaels? Michaels. Michael, Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. She, she just she just got some heat like a month ago for calling Lizzo oh. fat or something. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Quit, 
Well, because like yeah, she just was don't like, do that. Just don't do that. I'll tell everybody fact because I am definitely over my fight weight right now, and I've been eating like everything that I shouldn't be. So, well, I, I, I should I should qualify I should qualify that she I don't know if she called her fat, but she said she's not healthy. Don't glorify her. She's big. That kind of thing. Oh, that's wow. terrible. I think you know what everybody's going through something in their life. Everybody yeah. goes through different phases. I went to Australia one time after a fight. I had lost a fight. And I didn't really think I lost, but whatever. That's another story. I went to Australia um, for two weeks. I had one of my best friends was there with her boyfriend. Um, And I was sad. I was depressed. And um, we were RVing like like from a pop top, like V-dub van. It was super awesome. That's cool. Um, But we were like roughing it because they because they were living there they were on a super tight budget we were like having a great time but i had never eaten so much peanut butter and jam sandwiches uh. <laughs> like in my life and tim tams have you ever had these tim tam they're like chocolate wafer cookies okay from there i don't think i've had them though don't yeah. ever have them because you'll be addicted immediately and so i ate like half a box of this and like three sandwiches a day like i love food and I need to fight often to stay in my fight way. I came home. Um, I ended up extending my trip because my dad and I got an argument and I extended my trip by two or three weeks and I came home. I fought at 130 pounds. I think I was fighting at that time and I was supposed to fight eight weeks later at 135 and I came home and I was like 175. I've never been so oh fat. My <laughs> and I was like, I tried to put on my jeans because obviously I went, it was their, um, it was their summer. So it was super hot. So I wasn't wearing jeans or anything. And I was wearing shorts the whole time. I came home and I literally could not put my pants on. I was so big and I was so oh my gosh. I flew into Vancouver. My mom lives in Vancouver and I was like, mom, I need to go shopping. It is winter. I'm freezing and nothing fits. Like, so I did like three days for it. So we all go through different phases in our yeah, life. I, yeah, have, yeah. I have out of out of camp clothes. I have in camp clothes. Yeah. I have, so I have like three wardrobes, I think. That's and great. so you so you lost forty pounds in oh my god, it was weeks. the worst the worst experience of my life. I can hands down say that. Yeah. Oh. You, you seem to, uh, well, sorry. So, you know, we know a lot more about MMA stuff and weight cuts in that world, but you seem to, to like not have to lose a lot of weight, but you're, maybe you don't have the best attitude during weight cuts, according to your fam. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm great at weight cut time. I, you? you know what? My family. Okay. So to clarify this, my family on this, uh, on my documentary thing, they said that I'm not fun to be around. Yeah. And that I have a bad attitude. It's not true. I just have no patience for stupidity. Fair. <laughs> so I feel like when you're getting that close to fights, you don't need people asking you, hey, how are you feeling? I feel like shit. I'm tired. I'm stressed. Of course I don't feel great. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't ask me dumb questions and I won't give you the attitude. Yeah. Fair. fair. I'm oh, on my great. team, Jelena, here. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> So, but and um, we've, we've been around a couple ones and it's like we know to be like all right well we're, not, we're just here and so for the people who are tuning in that have no idea what a weight cut is is you basically and everybody does it differently i find mma fighters do this really well um i had a buddy who fought in the ufc kind of 
changed the way I did it. I don't do it exactly how a lot of them do, but I like to work. So I basically get in a sauna suit or a garbage bag, whatever you want to call it. It's the type of idea where you're wearing something that doesn't breathe. You put something that opens your pores up um, on it before, get in your garbage bag, get in your sweatsuit over top. And for me, I work. So I like to run. I don't, I don't like it, but I like the feeling of almost like you're getting angry or getting like, it gets you in the mindset for me at least. Um, so I run as much as I can. And then when I can't run, I attempt to skip. And then after that, I attempt to skip. I trip over my skipping rope a lot, but I keep moving. Uh, and then you do the bath after that. So I, I do do the bath if I have to. Um, and then you go under the covers and you keep sweating. So fighters um, typically, and it's a percentage of your weight really is what you can and can't do. Um, for me, I fight at 126 pounds. So I usually lose throughout the whole process about, well, I've done as much as 16 when I was in a heavier weight class and I've done, I've done as little as like four a day of, which is the best ever. You've um, done 16 day of? Uh, 16 day of, like kind of within the Fuck 24 off. hours, within the 20. Yeah. Like I said, it was the worst experience of my life though. <laughs> like Damn. I can easily do anywhere from like six to 10. I mean, at that time, your body is a well-oiled machine. You are eating super clean. You aren't having a lot of salts in your diet. At that time, like most people do no sodium. I do very low. I only do no yeah. sodium last two, three days. Um, and so basically whatever you put in, sweats right out. So it's it's a science. And then your body, like at, for me, 52 fights totally comes in tune and it knows what to do. It's almost conditioned. So... It's a crazy I've got process. it down to the science now where I can do it on my own. Usually my sister yeah. um, had to supervise me so I didn't like fall over, or hit my head or something, something like that. Uh, but now I've, I've been able to just do them on my own and it's kind of like that therapy time. It's like, okay, fight is coming. This is the work we need to do. Let's get it done and then let's get ready. And then the fight night is the easy part. It's the fun part. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so crazy though. You got to dehydrate your body and then you fight within oh. whatever you you know and the body hours, is funny how hours. crazy how crazy your body how much your body changes and i have um i have just i don't know if you'll be able to see this um when was this i might have this my right before so this was my i don't know if you could say it, june 11 right i fought june yeah. 20 something okay. so this is not even a week i think from me to fight this was uh my face i was sending this to my girlfriend's like how are you feeling and then this is like four or five days later how much your body changes and like that wasn't even me dry so uh yeah. so it's it's crazy like that's kind of i enjoy seeing that the final part because i i have i level off when i fight so when I'm in training camp, I find like I go stagnant for a part where you don't lose weight. You're starting to stress. Like you're like, I'm putting all this work in. Am I gaining weight? I don't know. Like the mental aspect of fighting is so messed up. Um, and so usually that week before it just all falls off and it's kind of like, you're like, okay, the finally the hard work, it's finally showing. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't imagine losing 16 pounds Whoa. and then saying, all right, tomorrow I'm going to go <laughs> get punched in the face too <laughs> uh, yeah yeah 
Yeah. But that, you know what? I've had fights where I didn't have to cut weight at all. We fought at a heavier weight class for obviously non-title fights. And I feel like I don't perform as well. I feel like that is part of my process, right? So it's part of like me getting mentally prepared. It's like that anger, that angst, that like next level stuff. So um, I actually don't mind the weight cut. I feel like it's like, it's part that gets me ready. Yeah. Uh, um, Chael, Chael Sonnen, who's that former UFC guy, uh, long time MMA uh, legend type. And he says, he, and he, at the end of his career, last, last couple of years, he fought, he fought two fights at heavyweight. And he was a 185 guy for years and years and years. And he was a wrestler before that, college wrestler, yada, yada. And he said same thing where, it, like, it feels weird because I'm not having, when he fought at heavyweight, he, I think he walked around mid-220s. So he's not cutting any weight. He goes, it feels weird. I don't have to mentally go to this place where it's going to suck for this week. And then yeah. I have my fight. He was just like, chilling, chilling, working, working, and then fight. No, it's like right the, here. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's the mental prep. You're like, it's part of that hell week you go through. Like, you know, you, everybody coins it different things. Like I call it hell week and you're like, okay, it's life gets real life. My sisters and my family say that I get angrier or whatever they, <laughs> can't remember what they but it's that, that moment where you just, okay, now it's time to bite down. You got to focus in, tune the outside world out. Like if you're just chilling and able to eat whatever, go to restaurants, do whatever you want, you know, whatever your process is, then it doesn't get you ready. It's like, it's like not studying for an exam, right? Like yeah. that's my prep. That's my study part. Like that's where I'm like, okay, you know, like let's get this prep done and then let's go kill it. And then real life starts after that. Yeah. What would you, so you're, you're at the end of the, your career. Who knows where the end is, is, but you're, you're nearing it. What would you have done differently if you could go back or if anything, go back and, and change something along the way? I've had, well, I wouldn't have lost as many. So I've had time lost. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> as, as uh, female fights back when I started. So I am uh, 2005 WBC started recognizing female world champions. So I am the first ever WBC super featherweight. So 130. 130 pound world champion. Um, so I, and I hate saying this cause I still am in, in my career and I feel like saying that I'm a pioneer means that I'm really old, mm-hmm. uh, but I am a pioneer in the sport that I'm in. Um, so, uh, when you're a pioneer and there weren't as many females as a pro, um, you had to fight everybody and anybody. And I didn't make many fans in the, um, judging circles in Edmonton. I'm very vocal when I feel like my coach too. I mean, you saw the documentary. Um, We don't uh, filter much. Um, I've definitely got that from him. Um, And so I have like verbal diarrhea. So when we feel like we've been slighted, I've definitely put it out there. (laughs) Um, So I, I wish I wouldn't have lost as much, but I feel like everything that I've gone through in my career and in my life, um, and with boxing, the losses, the wins, the weight classes, everything that I've done um, has got me to where I'm at. And I, I really like where I'm at in my career. I think I've done everything. There's a few things that I still would like to do, but I think everything has taught me, A, about the athlete I want to be, uh, B, about the person I want to be, 
the role model I want to be and um, the entrepreneur. Like, so I think if you change anything, you'll change that. Right. So I feel like everything I went through was for a reason. I am yet to figure out what these last reasons of this COVID and my coach, um, those, that process is, but I think the only thing I would have liked to change or I wish was different, maybe not like to change. I wish was different was I wish I was from any other country because Canadians don't mm. really support their athletes. And it's hard to say, like, I actually, right before we got on, I was listening to my friend's podcast. They're from out, out East in, in Canada and they support their athletes a lot more. And they were doing their all time, um, top 10 pound for pound list, like who they think are the greatest, not pound for pound, all time Canadian athletes in boxing, sorry, boxing. And I think I, I rounded out their, their list and I don't know if I was actually the only current fighter, but anyway, I ran out their list about four or five and, and I was on this list for at four or five because they said that, you know, what they were saying was they wish that we recognize, I think people don't know half of the accomplishments that I've had. Like, I don't know if there's ever other, ever been another Canadian athlete that's been a WBA, WBC female world, well, any world champion, forget female world champion and who's had eight world titles. Um, you know, like, it's crazy to think I've been an eight time world champion in three weight classes, and I have never been a Canadian female athlete of the year. So I'm not really well supported in Canada, which is so I wish I was, I mean, even if I was an American or if I was from Germany or anywhere else, I think I would have been better supported. So I think if I could go back and change anything um as sad as it's to say i would rather not be here and doing it from here yeah what do you why, why do you think that is uh one i mean because if i mean somebody was the female athlete of the year so that's something it may be just not, not a combat sport trampoline one year was a trample the oh. girl on the trampoline in the olympics so it was a girl. <laughs> yeah that's a sport yeah that's a sport um we have a couple amazing tennis players, female tennis players. Um, but I think it's because not only is that I'm not from like Toronto, like out East, the population, the density is a lot better. Um, I'm a, a female athlete, but B, uh, I'm in a combat sport and in boxing, we're not really super recognized yet. There are, that's changing A because of UFC, B because of some of these Olympians now turning pro, they're getting that mainstream media. Um, but uh, I think it's just because I'm from small town, small big city, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So I'm in the middle of the country and I kind of waste away. <laughs> Sometimes those are the, the coolest stories though, is like small town, you're, you don't come from like 99.9% .9 of boxers, you don't come from a rough place, rough times, rough upbringing that wasn't you at least that's how it was said in your diet no no that you weren't so like that's it's just so different than every like my so my my uh my girl uh live her dad was a pro boxer okay it, yeah and uh well i guess she was born in she was born in 90 his last fight was like right around then um but 80s 80s 90 rough rough time poor as shit came up like this story like every other boxer ever the Floyd Mayweather's were like those guys, you know, like rough times. That wasn't you. And being from middle of nowhere, as you say, 
like there a lot of times those can be the coolest stories and backgrounds behind it is the ones that aren't like everybody else. Well, and this is what's cool. And this is why I love following you guys because you have amazing ideas for nowadays athletes to promote themselves and promote their story. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Now you really like, I mean, when I started, you really couldn't control that story because social media yeah. wasn't what it is now. And this is why I love following you guys. And I think the ideas that you guys have a business ideas for athletes, for basically any entrepreneur type thing is, is spot on. And I think what you guys are doing, keep doing what you're doing because you guys are killing Appreciate the game. It. But, um, but, and that's where, you know, it would have been, I just don't have enough eyes on me. And like, I, 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 you know, I love my coach and I love my promoter, but they aren't the best tech savvy. They aren't super connected. And, and, you know, back when I was starting, it was a different game, right? Like you're trying to sell a female boxer, <laughs> like yeah. people, once I get my foot in the door, it's a different story. Like, yes, I can talk. Yes. I, a, I'm really exciting when I fight. Like I enjoy exciting yeah, fights. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if you've seen my one knockout that I've had. Well, I've had a few, but one of them was top ten knockouts ever. I've seen it. It's probably had in every rendition probably over a million views total. Um, and then you know people want to see good-looking females fight. You know, like decent looking nobody wants to see you know whatever yeah. rendition you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're yeah. gonna watch a female yep. fight let's watch a female fight so um the problem is is i can't get my foot in the door because i don't have that network i mean now with the wba wbc problem with me now is that i'm turning 38 in june and and nobody wants to invest in a you know in an old horse in the race even <laughs> though i don't think well that's like I don't think, I think I still have a lot of good fight years left. I think I'm feeling like I'm at the top of my game. I'm, uh, my body feels better because I don't get up to those 170 pound days. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. my <favorite> <laughs> the Australian trips. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I, um, I like to in the gym. I don't have dessert with every meal first. So <laughs> I used to do that when I was younger. I used to have like breakfast, but I'd have like dessert before my breakfast. I'd be no. like, I'm going to work it off. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're young, you do dumb stuff. So, yeah. um, but, you know, I think now I'm a, I'm a high risk fight with, I don't know if they see the reward if I beat their girl. So now I'm going into every fight on the B side and as the, the risk, and the risk is, is that I will beat their girl because that's what I do. So, yeah. um, I think that's where it's hard to get my foot in the door on these big shows, like the zone and showtime for boxing right now is because, um, I'm, my coach, he always says it in different ways, but he says, I'll stink the joint up because I'll beat their girl. And then what do they do with me? They don't know how many fights I have at 38 years old. You're thinking I'm near the end of my career. Whereas I'll, I think I'll decide when my career is over. I think I could fight three, two, three strong more years at three, four fights a year. But I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah. As long as yeah, I think it'd be, it, I think it's interesting to, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, why not? Um, I mean, as long as you feel that way, I think it'd be interesting 
to see you kind of, like you said, everyone's talking to you about the UFC fights is just keep poking that bear. And then that'll just bring some more people and eyeballs your way. And, you know, I don't think that hurts. No, not at all. This is a talking bullshit piece. Yeah, definitely. Or just like send a tweet out here or there and just like get people interested in the conversation. Yeah. And, and I mean, I always joke around there. I, I went, I go, I love live fights. I love live events. So I go to the UFC and I was watching, I, I don't remember which one it was. And I was like, that's it. I text my buddy who's the matchmaker. I'm like, sign me up. I'm in like this. Nah. I got this. <laughs> I'm like, so um, keep them on their feet though. Don't let them kick me or take me down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the talking point is like, well, well, if, you know, like obviously yeah. she's better on her feet, but if they take her down, what, you know, what can happen there? Yeah. Like, yeah. like you'll see Floyd will jump in an octagon every six months just to get people talking about him again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, I wish that I could just have people tune in to me just because of my credibility and my accolades that I've had. But I mean, that's, let's be honest, people like drama um and and they like the shit talking so yeah well that's that's just the way to yeah draw them in and then like you know you'll they'll they stay they connected product, with you yeah. yeah exactly yeah i'm like i'm gonna just start doing takedown defense and then ne- next thing you know i'm gonna be in the ufc yeah <laughs> it's well it's funny though because like you are it, it wouldn't be like person x just being like hey, i'm gonna fight in the ufc like no you could probably do that pretty quickly if you actually wanted yeah. to, like. Well, it was it was funny. I was asking my buddies, um, and and uh, and they're. I'm like, how long, honestly? Okay, like, if we're really gonna talk about this, how long do you think I need to wrestle and do takedown defense to like get in? And they're like, I don't know, like six to eight months for you to be like sound at not getting taken down. I'm like, that's too that's long. I'm like, what ah! about? Like- Three to four months. Like, I want yeah. instant results. Yeah. 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 I, well, I don't know. It, 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 right. Well, you already have an athletic background. It's probably case by case, too. They probably average, like, okay, six to eight months, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I really like punching people in the face. I really yeah. don't <laughs> want to take a shin or a knee in the face. So. Yeah. I, I heard Shannon Briggs, who's a, a two time world champ. Boxing, I know boxing Shannon show. well. I actually we okay. fought on the same show in Panama. Shared a okay. dressing room. So odd. He's such a nice guy, but like, you know how you like you hear him say, "Let's go, chant." Like, he does that on his own. No, <laughs> that is real. It. That is him. Like, it's not a hype. Like, uh, I'm sure maybe it started as a thing that it was just like a promotional thing. He literally was doing that in the dressing room. We shared a dressing room. Cause I didn't want to go in with the, everyone else. So I rolled in and I was, I was the main event of the show. He was actually on my undercard and, uh, and Shannon had this whole area. I'm like, Shannon. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sharing this dressing room. He's like, okay. And so everybody left and he's laying there. He's like, let's go champ. And I was like, is this real? Uh, like, that real? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Shannon. Well, uh, uh, the, the reason I thought of that, cause you know, he's a world time world champ as well. And he said he went into a kickboxing fight, fought one time, and he was, he was, he was on Joe Rogan talking about this. He goes, that's the hardest I've ever, he got, the first time he got kicked, he was like, what in the fuck am I doing? I don't know why I did it. You know, he's taking a gazillion punches in the face and body. <laughs> I was gonna um, sit back and be like, try and kick. I like, I'm not flexible either. So that's another thing not going for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. We, 
We did a, a video. You, you, you aren't there for this, Timmy, but we did a video. It was me and our, one of our old video guys with Shannon Briggs for this project yeah. for USA Today. And we've been trying to get a hold of him. And he was actually in LA for the Rogan interview. So I was like, hey, wherever you are, we'll just come. We just want to sit down and do, uh, do some audio and then we'll do some B-roll stuff at a later date or just pull some stuff on the internet, whatever. Finally get a hold of him. It's like seven o'clock on a Wednesday. We just go, go to his hotel room to do it. And it's me and this dude in, this, in his Shannon Briggs hotel room uh, in West Hollywood. And he, he's doing the let's go champ at the end. He takes his shirt off and it's, he's hype as shit. And it was, it was a great conversation. And then the week we were going to put out the videos when he got popped for, for whatever he got PEDs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's not. And, and he is like a, he's a dynamic and interesting fellow. Just to yeah. say like, you know, <laughs> like, but it's, he's always on. Like when you, maybe he's not when he's by, by himself, but like, like I yeah. said, we were, we were waiting. The show took forever. Like it was, I don't know. I think I went on and I fought it like, 1230 like it was super late and uh and so we were kind of I was napping I like to sleep before fights and so I was kind of napping in the back and like all of a sudden he starts yelling and I was like oh my god like what's happening here and my coach was like don't worry don't worry like nothing's happening and he's just and he said in Serbian he's like he's just crazy and I was like oh okay that's That's so funny yeah he was he was, when we met him, he was super chill. Uh, and then like immediately like the camera turned on and it was like, boop. Yeah. Well, and, and that was fine. We went, we had um, after the weigh-ins dinner and, and the WBA are from Panama. So they took us out for dinner, um, our whole camps. And Shannon was like, <laughs> it was so funny. He was on his phone and he's like doing this. And he's like, like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm playing my video game. So did you know he has a video, uh, like not a video game, but a, like a game on, so he was yeah. like playing it and he's like, I'm like, oh, let me try. So we were like chilling, hanging out, like, you know, whatever you do to like before fights, but you're right. He is like chill, but then honestly, warming up for the fight, it was the same thing. It was like to himself. So I, I thought that was so funny. So if anybody thinks this is just for the camera, like he does it prepping, like maybe that's his okay. mindset. Like maybe yeah, that's just yeah. like, way i don't know so yeah it's pretty funny he's a dude i wish we could have done some stuff with him like even when we met him two years ago or three years ago whatever that was but like business wise he was so hot that let's go champ and then like he started to do some came out with some some clothes and hats and merch and and other business ventures it just doesn't seem like anything's really like hooked yeah he seems like he's doesn't see it through right yeah. Um, or, or like some advisors first. got some like crazy ideas and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I was in um, Miami and I was going to check out Klitschko's before one of his fights. And this was when Shannon kept following him around everywhere. <laughs> and so, so fucking funny. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Hilarious. So he went and I was there and, and Klitschko was telling us about this. And he's like, yeah, like just the other day. And I'm like, seriously? I wish that I was in the gym the same time you showed up. Uh, and like, but yeah. yeah. So, the, I mean, I'm sure those pe- guys like that have so many stories to tell. Like, so I'm sure. Many. Yeah. 
I mean, I have so many stories and I'm, I'm a female fighter who's pretty under the radar, like don't cause drama, but I, we all have the stories. It's just who wants to listen to them. So. Yeah. All yeah. of us. Those that that's yeah. like no, that's what it's true. It's, it's for us who are fight fans. Like I, you know, we used to get every boxing big pay-per-view when I was in college. Like we would get all that. And then like now it's we get all the MMA stuff. We've been combat fans forever. The drama, while we appreciate the athletes and the hard work, it's the process and the drama, at least that I get into. I'm sure Timmy's pretty close to the same. Yeah. And like the like the UFC embeddeds. The, the the vlogs that they do are yeah. the most incredible thing to, to draw people into like people's lives and understand who they are and it's so simple well and it was cool what they did with even like the ultimate fighter of the show right with the fighters staying yeah. in the house and stuff like that and that's what i think boxing missed the mark on they did it with the contender series one or yeah two years maybe that was cool years. yeah but it was cool yeah and i don't know why maybe just i don't know it's the problem is like and this is what the problem is like i said the ufc is one organization one entity and what they do they do extremely well but they handpick who they want in their organization yeah. right so yeah, yeah. i mean they can because they have everybody is banging on their door which is what you want supply and demand right yeah um yeah, yeah that's super cool and i know this is uh Pat, i was kind of messaging you about before um, I, when I was going to come down to LA to sit down and meet mm -hmm. with you guys, if I do get a big fight on DAZN, I'd love to do like, like to let people kind of into the place and, and do kind of like what you did um, with Megan, Megan or Megan? Me, me, she's Australian. Depends, so it depends where you're at. <laughs> okay. Um, what you did with her. Cause I love the content that you guys did. And I think it is For cool. Sure. I think that is the part that people don't understand. Like it was funny. And when I opened the studio, I had, we usually get a good fight, a decent fight crowd in Edmonton, but the fight crowd live blew up because everybody who went in the gym and had, and had seen me train and it felt like they were part of the process mm -hmm. came and watched the fight. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they were like, that was the best thing. And I felt like I was invested. Oh. I'm like, well, because you are, because you become part of the process. And yep. so, totally. and, and I, I love watching that stuff. And I know obviously I'm a little bit more connected, but even in sports and I'm not like, like you said, like following football players, following any kind of athlete in something that you appreciate as a fan to be able to tune into like all the process and learn what happens, not just day of the fight, but, but leading up to it or day of the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I had a friend, um, Omar Miller that did this, uh, tennis series thing and I can't remember what it was called but um he would go to every like large tennis event and he would do like he would talk to some of the tennis players he would do what food was around what kind of entertainment and he'd highlight each city mm -hmm. in a cool type of way mm -hmm. and it was on it was a, a web series too and it was super cool but then you know you're waiting months and months between each event to see the next one um, yeah. it would be cool to follow that. So I was, I wanted to meet with you about it and then, um, mm -hmm. and I still do, but I just don't know when my next fight is, but my coach actually, uh, and I think I definitely want to do it now because I think for a human interest side of a story, um, my coach actually suffered from a heart attack and is still in the hospital. Um, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if he will recover or not, but I think following the story about how, for me, it's a human interest thing too, because I'm interested in how it's gonna, it would be really raw, um, but following my journey now through now an extra struggle on top of a fight. Um, mm -hmm. And to, everybody wants to um, see what happens in a fight camp and to open the doors and be a part of that. And, um, and it's not easy. Um, but I think it would be super cool to, to go through all of that. So, um, I'm just waiting to sign my next fight. Yeah. Well, when you know, yeah. let us know, like, like you yeah. said, the word, when you were saying that stuff is, is investing. Like the, when people, they see at the gym, they watch you on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, they're like for, it might be that one thing that you're like, Oh, I really like her. She's got the same dog as me. Like whatever yeah. the thing yeah. is, you know, it's not always yeah. like what you might well, think. Relatable. relatable. And, and the thing with fighters is like, we're like, yeah, our life is pretty boring when we're in camp. Like it, like, I mean, you know, Megan had a lot of her dancing uh, because that's probably the entertainment she had for her whole camp. Yeah. You know, we are, we go through the, we go through the same things every day and we're around the same people. We eat the same stuff. Like we are quite boring. Um, you know, if you can get some of them to talk about what's going on in their head and do that openly, that's where your entertainment mm -hmm. is. I'm telling you, yeah. right now, some of those gym conversations are like, yeah, no, you get hit in the head. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite piece I've probably ever seen through ESPN was before uh, Connor versus Cowboy Cerrone. And it was Cowboy Cerrone. It was like a two and a half minute long piece of him talking about what goes on in his head. And this was, they played it the, like the, at, during the prelims of the pay-per-view card. And it was like, I was, I was at that show. So I missed the, I missed. Oh, okay. Oh, I was live at that fight. Yeah. Uh, it was so cool. I, I, I saw it on their Instagram and I tried to repost it. Then they blocked it, but that it was him talking about when he goes, all right, I arrive at the arena and I'm thinking yeah. about this. Then it's, I'm in the locker room and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And then it's, I'm in there. And then he gets into the cage. And he talks about Bruce Buffer's saying my name and, I, and I'm trying not to throw up, but I got to put my face on. So it looks like I'm, I'm confident yeah. and it, but like as and raw and as real as you could possibly get. It was yeah. really cool. And everyone thinks uh, cowboy Cowboy's a guy who like will say I'll fight anyone anytime, anywhere. But then yeah. he goes through this and he talks about, yo, I'm nervous as hell. I'm going to throw up. I did, you know, like it's just different than what people would imagine. I did an interview one time and, and uh, I don't think they wrote it down as well as when I talked about it, it was like the whole process of like driving. I drive myself to my fights because I just don't want anybody messing with me. Not that my mind is already messed up. Like I was saying, I'm like, you're driving, you're like in the zone. I've had people like waving to me on the street and I'm like, like deer in a headlight, like as I'm driving, like, holy shit, am I ready for this? Did I train hard enough? Like, oh, my God, that black guy. And you're like, you're going through, and that's real talk. Like that is yeah. real talk. You're like, you drive up and then like, you, you like, should I get out of the car? Maybe I should just leave. Do I want to embarrass myself? Eh, let's see. Like, I think I'm ready. And like, you know, that everything he said is exactly what you go through. And it's crazy because you're like, I mean, for me, 50 fights, 52 fights now, eight-time world champion. I've already done the worst I've ever had and probably the worst I'll ever perform in my life and the best I'll ever perform. So, you, you know, like. It's nothing new. I've already done it all. So, yeah. you know, you're just like, okay, what me? I would say, what Jelena is going to show up today? Like, 
it's hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's super funny. Like, you know, I've come out where I've said like, I felt like I've been in quicksand. And you're like, so I've been through that one time where I was totally overtrained and you're just like, hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. And you don't know until that bell rings and you're like, or whatever it is that they do. And you're like, okay, this is real life. I used to, when I first started, have to get hit, hit have to get hit in the face really hard when I first started. I'd have to get tagged once to be like, okay, this is real life. Let's go. No, no, time. Yeah, like, yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore to get going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually, you know, like I said, if you can get some mental game real like that, yeah. uh, that's, that's the story yeah. wants to hear. Have you ever Everybody, talked to like even ESPNW about stuff like this? No, no. I mean, it's like, that's like great content. I feel like they would be looking for. You know yeah. who does a lot of Canadian stuff for whatever reason is uninterrupted too. I'm Have you noticed that, Timmy? Are you, yeah. are you familiar with them, Julia? No, but I will be right away. It's well, it's it's LeBron LeBron James's media company. Oh, okay. But, but I don't know for for whatever reason they just seem to have like a lot of Canadian athletes do stuff i don't know i don't know if there's like a specific yeah, probably team, because yeah. we're not signed with anybody and you ha- you can do anything you want you're not yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and they and they love coming to la so yeah seriously <laughs> what what just whatever I, I mean you don't have to come to la to do it but they'll, they'll do it and they'll just have like or they'll have them a part of like the work from home workout at home series type stuff they do it it's it's enough to where it's like, why are, there must be some specific tie with somebody in Canada, and that's why they're doing this. Because it, it's enough for me to like think, there's a lot of Canadians on here. Like yeah. for what, you know? We're good people. Good. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, Jelena, we've taken enough of your time. We appreciate it. When when you get a fight, you'll come down to LA. We'll or or, or we'll come up there, whatever, and we'll figure this logistics uh, I, I out. I gotta find a new spot, cool new, new spot to do training camp. So LA's on the list. So. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Where where would you train here in LA? Uh my friend is a manager of a gym, um, Churchill Boxing. It's in Santa Monica, right? Okay. Churchill Boxing Gym, ton of fighters cool. in LA. Or Perfect. Vegas. I like Vegas, but eh, I gotta go eh. somewhere. LA sounds pretty cool. Do that. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go uh somewhere fresh because I am gonna need a clear mind for this if my coach isn't with me. So. Yeah. 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 So. Well, cool. Yeah. We appreciate your time. Hey, I thanks will, for having me on. Of course. Talk to you on the DMs. Yeah. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.